Hey guys, I'm Vivian, and I'm the tiger that Carol Baskin fed her husband to. And I'm Haley, Joe Exotic's eyebrow ring. <laughs> and this is <laughs> a little. This is not Tiger King. This is a little stitches. I wish this was Tiger King. Did you know they're making um, like a dramatic series out of it? I think I saw something about that, and they were saying like Joe Exotic wanted either Brad Pitt or who else was it to play him? Um. Oh, 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 just, oh, oh uh, David Spade. David Spade. <laughs> I was just uh, talking to somebody about this on Instagram. I will, I'll link you the article. Because um, someone at BuzzFeed, like, casted their, like, ideal cast. It was actually pretty, like, spot on. Yeah. Um, Kate McKinnon is, like, mm. supposedly thinking for, like, Carol, which I think would be excellent. That would be perfect. Then, like, she was perfect. And not, like, a drama. I hope it's, like, because it's better at funny, I think. Yeah, also, I haven't watched it yet, but I think, didn't SNL do, like, a thing about it, too? I think they might have. They probably did a skit on it. Yeah, I mean, that's where Kay McKinnon's coming from, but no, I haven't seen that either. Yeah. Okay, well, welcome to, we just said that, welcome to A Little Stitches. (laughs) This is our second episode on true crime and murders, but Mm -hmm. it's not, well, this is not going to be technically your favorite. No, because, yeah, because my... the person really that I wanted to talk about, not really in my a, f- a favorite murder case, but a person, um, so a serial killer, so it would be several murder cases, but he was just too much, he has too much of the story. We'd have to do that in like probably a later episode that I actually like plan out more. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I would want to do something about him, um, but I want it to be like really good. I don't want to like half acid or anything. So yeah. I just chose an actual other murder case that um, I heard a while ago um, on the Morbid True Crime podcast. And it's the first time, that was the first time I ever heard of it. And oh. it really like stuck with me. The story oh, is oh, like, really, really, uh, the one you're mm-hmm. What? <laughs> oh, no, no. No, this one I first heard about it on Morbid. And it's just kind of messed up. Yeah. Warning also for those listening, this one is a pretty messed up case and um, it's very graphic. Just, I wouldn't say very, it just, what happens is there's a child involved. And so it's very, could be triggering and graphic in that way. So if you don't want to hear about that kind of stuff, probably don't finish this episode. (laughs) Yeah. But this one just really struck with me because it's, it's just what happens is like crazy to me and I can't believe it. And it's a really interesting case, and it's a really sad case. Um, I can't even imagine, like, how the people involved felt about this happening. So, yeah, so that's mine. Also, it's set in, um, it happened in Florida, in Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. In 1998, so I was five. I was what, three. Three, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So also, I'm, I'm not really going to be telling the story so much as I'm just going to kind of like be reading the series of events. Um, so if it comes off like I'm reading something, I am just reading my notes about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, have, actually, have you, heard of, have, you, have you heard of this case before? Well, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm just gonna oh, ask I it, oh, I thought I sent you the name. Okay, so let me just tell everybody this is about Maddie Clifton. Um, this is the case of Maddie Clifton. She was an eight-year-old girl in Jacksonville, Florida that went missing and yeah the end result is not good Mm -hmm. so you haven't heard this one i don't 
not that I can like remember. I mean, it's possible. Okay. I just don't remember, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll just jump into it. Um, so Maddie Clifton was eight years old when she vanished from her Jacksonville, Florida neighborhood in November of 1998. Um, at around 5 p.m., um, Maddie, who was, um, just for some context, she was a tomboy who was really well-liked. She liked basketball. Everyone thought she was just the sweetest little girl. Um, and she really liked, you know, quote, like, playing with the guys. Like, yeah, the little girl who, like, liked to play sports and stuff. But anyways, so uh, around 5 p.m., she went out to play, and she never came back. Um, at 6.30 p.m., her mother, Sheila, called Maddie and her sister, Jessie, in for dinner. Jessie came in and said she hadn't been with her younger sister and didn't know where she was. Soon after, Sheila called 911 to report Maddie missing. Um, this is a quote. It was like she shut the door and just poof, vanished off the face of the earth, said her father, Steve, who was a foreman at a local metal shop. So her mom was Sheila, her father was Steve, and she had a sister, Jessie. Gotcha. Um, Sheila just now makes me think of... Um because we were watching Wild Wild Country last night. Ma oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. But um, that night, the Cliftons and their neighbors searched with flashlights. Um, among those who searched were Josh, a kid named Josh Phillips, who is going to be very relevant to the story. Okay. So just remember, that yeah. night, the Cliftons were searching for Maddie. And among those helping were Josh Phillips and his parents, Steve and Missy. Um, so over the next seven days, thousands of volunteers um, searched frantically because, again, you know, she was a very well-liked kid in the neighborhood and yeah. everyone kind of like banded together to help find her. Um, and so it took a week for Steve and Sheila Clifton to learn what happened to their daughter. Um, Maddie had been right across the street the whole time. Oh, God. But she was not alive. Oh, so this is where Josh Phillips comes into play. Um, he was a kid, 14 year old kid who lived across the street. Um, he, I think if I'm remembering correctly, and again, on this story, if I get any facts wrong or something's out of order, my apologies. Um, but uh, what was I saying? He, he was a kid who lives across the street and to everyone, I think he seemed pretty normal. Like, he didn't really seem, like, that out of the ordinary of a person. And I think that Maddie and her sister would often play with him. Okay. But I did hear a, I did hear something on the podcast, I think, and things I've read, that I think at a certain point, Maddie and Jesse's parents uh, didn't want him uh, them hanging out with Josh anymore because hmm. I think they, something happened where – Basically, Josh was, like, very obsessed with the sister, Jessie, oh. and he had some sort of, like, weird picture of her. Um, I think she did, again, I can't remember exactly, she she did ballet or something like that, and there was a picture of her, like, in her uniform and, or in some sort of pose, and Josh, like, somehow had that picture. Uh -oh. so he, like, stole it one time whenever he went over to their house to play, and so their parents were like, mm, that's weird, you guys don't hang out with him anymore. It's a little crazy. Yeah, but by all other accounts, he seemed like a normal kid. Um, and again, he was 14 and Maddie was eight. And I don't know how old Jessie was, but I think she was a little bit older. Okay. 
Um, and so again, they found her a week later. She was, um, it was Josh's mom who I think, I think how it goes is she was basically, they started noticing a weird smell coming from Josh's room. Oh no. Yeah. So again, this is where it gets a little graphic. Yeah. Um, and so they noticed a weird smell coming from his room, which at first can kind of be like, okay, guys or 14 year old boys are gross and their room smell, but this was something different. There's a difference um, between bad boy yeah. smell, corpse smell. Yeah. Um, so she, she noticed uh, there was a smell. And so I think she went to go check inside of his room. And this was a week after they've been searching for um, the girl. And she went into the room and noticed some water on the floor at the end of her son's waterbed. And she, so he had a waterbed. So she thought that leaking water might be causing the strange smell. Yeah. So she went in there and she started to kind of check the bed and check what was going on with it. She pulled apart the baseboard to check under his bed. And then she saw a foot. Oh, my God. So she ran out the front door to a police officer and led him to her son's room. Um, basically, it is quoted that, like, she couldn't even speak. Like, she just pointed to where they needed to look. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine. Um, yeah, and so meanwhile, across the street, um, the Cliftons noticed police putting up crime scene tape around the Phillips house. Yeah. Um, and then a few minutes later, detectives knocked on the Clifton's door. Oh, so, so the Phillips met their son at the police station where he had been brought from school for questioning. In the interrogation room, Steve Phillips told his son to tell the, direct, the detectives the truth. Um, with his father by his side, Josh described what he claims happened the day Maddie was killed. Apparently, Maddie came over to his house and wanted to play. He told her he had to do his chores, but she persisted. And Josh said he agreed but told her that he could only play for a few minutes because his father would be getting home soon and would be angry if Maddie were there. Apparently the parents didn't like anybody at the house with Josh when no one was there, which mm. I get that because my, my parents are the same. They didn't want me to have friends over if they weren't there, stuff like that. Yeah. So I can see yeah. that, but. Mm. And so Josh told police that he and Maddie were playing baseball in his backyard around 5 15 PM. At one point, she threw the ball, he hit it, and he hit her, or sorry, he hit it, and the ball hit her in the head, causing a big gash, he said. Maddie then fell down and started to scream. Mm-hmm. So at this point, he claims that he panicked because she started screaming, yeah. picked her up, and took her into the house. He carried her into his room and put her on the floor, and when she started making noise, he became even more scared. Um, he didn't want to get in trouble. And he said, yeah, again, like I mentioned, when we're not at home, he's not allowed to go out and play, said his father. He's not allowed to let anybody in. So he started to get scared, I guess, that she was screaming and he wasn't supposed to have anyone there. So he said that he panicked and hit Maddie once or twice in the head to silence her. Then using his pocket knife, he stabbed her twice in the throat. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this isn't this isn't even the worst part. There were a few times um, where, so later Josh told the police he went back to his bedroom because he heard Maddie moaning. So she was still alive. So he then stabbed her again. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And I I have heard it told that she seemed to be alive several times. And 
then he would just try to silence her some more. So if you think about it, at several points, he had the choice to stop. He had the choice to oh, say, yeah. like, okay, I'm not going to go any further. Like, yeah. but he didn't. Even just so that's why he's kind of valuing, like, like, he's more scared of his dad finding out that he had someone over than he is of, like, the well-being of this girl. Exactly. Even, like, calling 911. Like, your parents would have taught you, like, if there's something like that happens, you need to call 911. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, I'm going to get into trouble. So that's kind of, like, I don't know, makes you worry about his home life. But then it's still, like, yeah, yeah. the fact that he kept, like you said, he had chances. To yeah, exactly. That's weird, like. And that makes it even weirder, something I'm going to mention later, but also just the fact that he could have stopped several times, his mm -hmm. story in a lot of ways. Um, again, I didn't do enough research to really um, lay out the specifics, but there was just a lot of things that kind of didn't line up with his story and what happened. Um, and after confessing to the murder, Josh was arrested and taken into custody. And four days after Josh was arrested, Maddie was buried. Um, another expert, a neurologist hired by Josh's attorney, found, and this is just information about um, his case, I guess, found that Josh has bilateral front lobe lesions, which can impair judgment as well as cause panic. But the judge didn't allow this evidence to be presented in court, I guess because it wasn't solid enough of a case, yeah. you know. Huh. Um, and so there's one more piece of this puzzle which may shed a little light on the crime. According to prosecutor, ugh, prosecutor Harry Shorstein, in the half hour preceding the murder, so right before this incident happened, Josh was looking at extremely violent por uh, porn on his website, or on, God, on his website, on his computer. So he was looking at really graphic, oh. weird, violent pornography. In 98? I'm trying to think at what level computers were at. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I guess probably, yeah. But they found they found some weird stuff like that on his computer. And, that's not good. Um, mm -hmm. That's really, that's always like not a good sign. Especially on like a 14-year-old's brain, seeing those kinds of things. Like, I can't imagine what that does to you, you know? Yeah. That's the stuff that people, no one really should see but especially young people shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, because you associate, you know, you think it's how it's supposed to be or you think it's normal or, yeah, that's not good. Mm -hmm. And um, so basically he was sentenced to life in prison, um, of course. And I think I watched a video last night of, I think it was in 2012 or something, Kind of recently, he apologized in court directly to the family, and I didn't even really, like, I watched it, and I was like... In 2012? Something like that. That would have been, what, 14 years after? That's... Yeah, and he, he wrote this apology, and it's really weird. He talked about himself a lot in the apology, rather mm. than, like... And that's, I was like, nah. That's not good. That's not, like, a real apology, and it's just... Yeah, not a good, like sign to his not being a psychopath or something exactly That's and the thing the thing that really freaks me out about this is and also can really indicate that this josh guy was not normal yeah is not only did this happen 
He put her body in his bed and slept on that thing for a week. Can you imagine that? Like, <laughs> he slept there with a with a with a dead girl under his bed for yeah. a whole entire week. Like, there's something not right in his head. Like, if yeah. even if what happened happened and he accidentally killed her, you would think That's that. Any, any normal person would be hysterical. They would be freaking out and they would be like going to tell someone that they messed up, that they made a mistake, you know? Yeah. I mean, at least like think of, about like when, what's going to happen when they find them. You know, like you can't think you're just going to like leave it there. Like, did he not process the fact that it's going to start to smell or like someone's going to find it, you know? Exactly. And I think, I think um, he had been putting like, like air fresheners and stuff in there which that's not going to drown out like the smell of a dead person and I think and also there was um, oh yeah so basically there was that bill that happened that would was trying to make first time um, violent juvenile offenders serving life sentences eligible for parole after eight years but ask he was but, tried as an adult. Yeah, but the the court ruled that for him, uh, life in prison is not cruel or unusual punishment given the brutality of the crime, and so he is going to still serve his entire life in prison. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay, so going back and stabbing her in the neck, and then like repeatedly mm -hmm. after he's like, "Oh, she's still alive. She's still making noise." Uh, and this this kid is is six years older than this girl. This is like a little girl, a helpless, like age one too. Yeah. Like if you're fourteen, that's like right when you're like the whole I want to be cool. I want to you know I can't be associated with little kids or my parents or you know. So that's kind of weird exactly. that he's on her. So yeah, there was just whatever it was and. I'm not sh I didn't see much about his actual home life. I did read some stuff like where he was, you know, obviously really scared of his dad for some reason. Yeah. But there's definitely something off with him. You know? Some sort of like abuse or something going on there. And that it really scares me like because either his parents were just really unobservant or turned a blind eye or he just really was really good at hiding how messed up he was because it really scares me that like people who are can are capable of doing something like this can seem like such normal people. Yeah, sometimes. that's kind of scary. Or maybe it's because it's your kid. You're like not sure, mm -hmm. or, like react to it, or you're like you want to protect them, or it's like yeah, that's eh, a weird thing. Yeah, it really makes me wonder. Yeah, how, like, how many people that you come in contact with just oh, in yeah. your everyday life? <laughs> I, I wonder that all the time, how many people, yeah, you come in contact with who are sociopaths. Mm -hmm. That's freaky. Yeah, Oof. it scares me that, <laughs> that someone could do this to, you know, a little yeah. girl. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's... Yeah, so that's pretty much the, the gist of the story, and I'm glad that he got life in prison, you know, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's crazy. The first thing I thought of when you were, like, saying um, something about, like, across the street was um, about the Lovely Bones. Did you ever, like, read that or watch that? Mm, I don't think so. I definitely heard about it, though. 
I don't. It's been a while since I've watched it. Um, I remember it being a good movie. It's like really sad and really like depressing. But like, um, I think Stanley Tucci plays the guy. Like, I think he's essentially like a um, like a pedophile, mm-hmm. and he like tortures and kills a girl, and like they think she's missing for the longest time, but really she's like buried or kept um. like underground shed in a field. Yeah, it's like weird. I can't even imagine like these parents are out looking for their daughter and and the person who did it is helping them look for her. Yeah, that's knowing up. that she's across the street in his house inside of his bed. That yeah. just creep it just creeps me out and grosses me out and like that someone could do that. Mm-hmm. No, that's really weird. And that they're 14. Like, yeah. like that's nuts. So I guess, I mean, I'm sure what they found on his computer was not the first time that he's ever done anything like that. So I'm sure he was regularly looking at very weird and graphic and, like, violent stuff. Just really, like, formed that in his mind that, like... That would make sense, too. He kind of saw it as more... Like, he wasn't as concerned. Like, he was almost, like, desensitized to it, like, if he had seen stuff like that. Exactly. Ugh. A lot of wacky stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, that yeah. was well. That's interesting. Kids is always like interesting. I mean, it's every you know every word. I mean, it's interesting, but like those certain kind of cases where it's like a, a kid doing it, like because you try to fathom how like, an adult can do it, either just a regular yeah. commit murder or like someone who's a sociopath or a psychopath, be like how can they exist as this kind of person and obviously commit all these, like, like a serial killer or something. But then exactly. it's like, how can you be a child and do this? And, like, uh, it's, just, it's just interesting. Yeah, his, like, uh, what's it called? Apology that he was giving, he was, like, saying, like, I didn't know back then the value of life, and I know now, and, like, I wish that I could, like, go back and, like, understand that then. And I'm just, like, even kids understand the value of life. Yeah, that's it's at fourteen. Like, you know, yeah, he's he's a teenager at that point. He's not. I wouldn't call. It, yeah, he's a kid, but I wouldn't call him like a kid. Kid. No, like he's a, like a kid. kid. It'd be different yeah. if he was like the eight year old and he killed somebody. Yeah, you know, you less grasp on things when you're eight than when you're fourteen. That's like you're starting high school. You know not to kill people. You know, mm-hmm. and stuff exactly. like that bed and leave it for a week. Like that's insane. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this case just like really like has stuck out in my mind. Like whenever I was thinking uh, one to talk about and I didn't do the person I wanted to do, this was like the second thing that like popped in my mind of like, this is one of the, the ones that like I, I remember very well. That's cool. I need to yeah. listen to more, go back and like listen. Cause I know I've said it before, but I think because I've, I just, um, when I started listening to my favorite murder, I like binged it. So mm-hmm. I like, there's so many that I've heard at this point, and I kind of like, it's hard to keep them straight. Even with mm-hmm. Mormon, I don't think I got as far in it before I switched to something like funnier, <laughs> just to lighten the yeah. mood. Um, even some of those, I guess some cases, it's more like the more I hear about it, the more it's like going to stick. Mm-hmm. With, I mean, that's just the case with everything, I guess. But <laughs> no, it's interesting what cases, yeah, kind of like stick out to you that like leave an imprint. Yeah, there's another one that comes to mind whenever we were talking about, like, uh, 
it's weird whenever kids can do this type of stuff. There was one that I listened to on Morbid a while ago. I'm trying to remember his name, but it was basically a kid who killed his parents. And that, that always like freaks me out too, like that someone could do that. And then I think of like, in the future, if I become a parent, am I going to like have a kid that turns out like insane like that and like either kill someone or tries to murder me? Like that's, I mean, if you raise them, you know, I think you'd be, I don't think you'd raise them. I I really do always think like whenever people are like, their home life was normal and their parents were normal. I really think there's always more to the story because someone doesn't just turn out like that, like for no reason. Sociopaths, it's like they killed animals. They suffered abuse themselves. They wet the bed. There's like all these like signs that. um, Yeah. And that's why I'm like, you're not going to, you know, abuse and like you notice if they started killing rabbits and stuff. So you'd be like, Hmm. Huh. Yeah, and I'm just like, are their parents really that, like, unobservant to, to not notice those, like, weird things that are off about him? Or, like, even just, I understand, like, once kids, you know, get to a certain age, you might not want to encroach on their privacy as much. But, like, not monitoring at all what they're looking at on their computer. Like, if yeah. they'd even just seen what he look, was looking at, they would have had a red flag, like, oh, this isn't normal. Like, we should talk to him about this. I don't want to make any, like, you know, speculations or... Um, what is it? Slander anyone or not? That's not slander. It's, I don't know. You know, accuse people of things they hadn't done. But it would make sense to me if they said like, or if they found out that like there was, you know, abuse in the home or like history of um, something that just normalizes like what he's yeah. doing, what he's seeing. Like, um, yeah, because I'm I'm like a very firm believer in like. When it comes to the nurture versus nature, I'm very much like a believer in like nurture. I feel like people are really formulated by their experiences rather than just being subject to like what they're born as being. Like I, I feel like it, it's it switched. Like um, nature is your environment and nurture is. Yeah. Nurture is just how you're. Like it's always thrown me off because I've been like, it's not the one you think it is either way. I know what you're saying that it's um well, I think it's like nature is like your your human nature and your instinct and then nurture is like how you're nurtured and brought up and like I really don't I think that people can be born a certain way either way I think people can be born a certain way but like I really think what really forms people is their experiences and like even yeah. if you're born quote like predisposed to be a darker kind of person I feel like if you grow up in a good environment you can kind of like counteract that yeah and then like vice versa if like there's like a lot of abuse in the home or whatever the case or they experience something traumatic then that can set off almost like trigger their like dark part of themselves mm-hmm. I do always wonder about like the innate nature of how people are just born with um sociopathic tendencies or I know it does have to be like a lot of your especially just because of all of the like um like the Mindhunter stuff when they started putting together like how to profile serial killers Mm -hmm. there's like common denominators that's like stuff having to do with their early childhood and like home life and stuff so it's like yeah you know I just I, I really wonder if if people are actually just born and then they just are the type of person that like has this urge to kill people. I just, I don't know. Well, I feel like in some people it's just um, so weird and like gross. And like, they take it to that certain level where you're like, 
you must have something like genetically wrong with you or something, you know? But then it's also like we teach ourselves morality, don't we, essentially? You know, I I would think so. Because, like, if you think about like little, little kids, if you have two little kids playing, you know, oftentimes, like, you'll see them like start to get in like a little fight, maybe over toys. And then that one will just like take a toy from the other one and like just kids are really mean to each other and so I think they do have to learn that like empathy and compassion and then I guess some people just don't learn that and it's not modeled for them and then they go their whole life you know growing up like other people's emotions don't matter and they don't really see it as important yeah because yeah that's a good point I feel like I feel like kids are a little bit meaner before they learn how to like treat other people yeah Probably. I feel like I haven't been around kids since I was a kid to, like, mm-hmm. say anything like that. Like, I want to say there's probably some sort of innate goodness in, like, I don't know, little kids or something. But we definitely, you definitely have to teach them, you know, like, hey, this is wrong. Don't do mm-hmm. this. It's not nice. We share, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's don't kill your little kid friend, you know? Yeah, exactly. But that is yeah, I wonder if it's, like, a, a, a direct, like, abuse that happened or if it was just a lack of them teaching him anything about that like yeah if they if they just never talked about anything and taught him those things and never talked about it then it's also possible he just grew up not even knowing yeah how to be bad thing that makes me think like if you're more scared of or supposedly you know more scared of your parents or your dad finding out that you had a friend over or something than you are of the fact that that friend or person got hurt while you were there, yeah. like by you and that they, you know, probably need medical help. I mean, she definitely needed medical help. Um, then that's kind of a weird, that's like, to me, that says there's something with the dad or the, you know, just parents. Um, yeah. Cause I, at least I think at that age, I would, I mean, at 14, I'm definitely even more concerned about the, kid like you know to call 911 you're 14 that's not oh definitely and I would be terrified but I would care more about like getting them help than any trouble I was gonna get in I think that would be most people's reaction yeah yeah that's weird which also leads a lot of there's a little bit of speculation that this wasn't an accidental or off-the-cuff incident as he claims it was yeah there's a lot of like things found in like um speculation that he could have like planned something like this yeah like lured around sinister and then just tried to pass it off as an accident exactly yeah there is that that theory as well but the story that he gives is that it was accidental and like not planned or anything like that Mm -hmm. i wonder if it was like he concocted that theory or if someone was like working with him to concoct that theory Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really sad for Maddie and her family. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine losing a kid that young. That's a scary thing, like, about that you have to think about, like, becoming a parent. Like, there's always a chance that you could, like, lose your kid. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I know that's, like, probably the most obvious, like, fear of every parent, but. Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely, like, once you become a parent, it, like, kicks in, you're like, Woo, anything could happen and I gotta be so protective and all that stuff mm-hmm. um, 
unless you're not meant to be a parent, in which case you're not as good with your kid, and you might end up with a serial killer. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. We definitely think should like have some sort of game or something to put us on like a light note. <laughs> yeah, we should. Okay, so now we're going to play a little game to, to lighten the mood a bit. Um, which is probably a wise thing to do on any like darker subject episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you just said this one, but I want to talk about it because I think it's funny. Um, yeah. You just found some like funny questions to ask. Um, or funny, or just, I don't, they're not really like funny, they're just questions. Like, like weird, what, weird questions, or like questions that make you think of stuff. Yeah, like contemplative stuff. Um, so this one says, is cereal soup? Why or why not? I say no. <sighs> I I want to say yes. Because it is liquid with something chunky mm-hmm. or chewy in it. I would call it soup, although soup is like normally hot. But you can There's still eat cold soup, soup so yeah. cereal is cold. Soup. I, th- I mean... I don't to me because I, I understand that part of me wants to be like yeah I guess technically it kind of is soup but like to me I'm like I can't cereal is its own thing <laughs> like there's no other like sweet sugary soup you know right <laughs> true I have melted ice cream <laughs> <laughs> that's just a milkshake really true okay yeah I, I would call it soup though we're divided on this issue guys yeah. call in with your answers um, the real questions is cereal soup. We have to know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's yours? Um, let's see. I actually didn't look beforehand. I should have. Now I'm gonna have to kind of pick. And... Okay, I got. Here's a good one, which I think we might have the same answer. In 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for? What's our same answer? <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, like, we would be, like, nostalgic for, like, memes and stuff. Like, Oh, yeah. Memes are, like, kind of becoming, like, literally, like, memes are our modern art. And so, like, people will be looking back and be like, wow, those are the good old days. With Remember when these memes were out? And, like, memes also kind of, like, tell yeah, a story about what was going on at the time. Like, for example, right now with the virus, like, people are making so many memes and we're going to look back and remember that we lived through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think it could be its own, like, language one day. Like, it'll just keep developing as a form. People literally don't say words anymore. We literally just send memes. Just communicate in, like, deep-fried images. (laughs) (laughs) Or just just reaction gifs. Because I see those posts that are like, this looks like a hieroglyphic or, like, a hieroglyphic. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Because it's, like, five memes compiled into one. And, like, you have to know what all the memes mean to understand what the overall meme is. And it's, like, you would... You know, someone who's like my dad or my grandma aren't going to, they're like, I have no idea what this means. You have to be privy to like, you have to speak the language. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a good point. Okay. Um, <laughs> this, this one's what's the best Wi-Fi name you've seen? Mm. First, I thought it said what's the best Wi-Fi name you've had. And that's why I initially picked it because my current Wi-Fi name is Weatherboy. And it's because of that, um, I don't know if it's a Vine or if it's just, like, a video where the guy's, like, talking about, like, the 
like a news anchor is like out in the field and he's like talking about stuff and he goes up with his kid and he's like what do you think of something? He's like, oh I know what you're talking about no, brother boy yeah <laughs> it kills me so that's my wife that one's funny I was gonna ask you what your wi-fi name is because I don't I don't know if I've ever connected to your wi-fi at your house I think you did like the more, like first time you came over oh my wi-fi name currently is Dunder Mifflin of course <laughs> but for the longest time, my Wi-Fi name was um, Get Off My Lawn. <laughs> so, like, Get Off My Lawn. Yeah. Really dumb, but... <laughs> oh, it's funny. I think I've seen, yeah, like... Those I've seen, ones. okay, one that used to be funny is FBI Surveillance Fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're just looking on the list of, like, possible Wi-Fi spots, and you just see FBI Surveillance Fan or, like, something like that. I've seen probably the funniest ones. I, don't, I haven't seen very many, like, funny Wi-Fi names, really. I think some around us that, like, um, in college, we were in, like, student housing. There were some that were, like, two guys, one Wi-Fi, or, you know, like, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm trying to see if any come up for mine, maybe, for, like, neighbors. Probably not, because I live... Mine's no. Like, Whenever I lived in apartments, though, there was, like, a few that, like, came up with people's different names. Yeah. There's one called Cool Kids. Both spelled with a K. I have no idea whose it is, but it looks new because I haven't seen it Other than that, it's like Xfinity, Linksies, whatever. Okay. This one could be kind of funny. Which set of items could you buy that would make the cashier the most uncomfortable? Oh, God. Oh, like. I, I would say anything sex related. Yeah, I always feel so uncomfortable buying like lube or something like at Publix. Lube and condoms, but then, like, also put in, like, a pool noodle and, like, a cucumber. And, like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, a cucumber. Like, or you'd be like, what are they doing with all of these combined? <laughs> yeah, let me let me see. Combination. I'm going to go off your cucumber thing because that's really funny. Because it could also be, like, you just need a cucumber. Um, <laughs> like, 50 boxes of tampons. Yeah. Baby oil, a cucumber, and... Anything random put together is funny. Yeah. In um, a box of diapers. Like adult adult diapers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Like a pacifier. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, what's the best type of cheese? Mm-hmm. This is tough. Sharp cheddar. Sharp I'm really basic. Cheddar is the best kind of cheese. <laughs> I haven't tried that many cheeses. I would say like my favorites are probably like, um, like Gouda or Harvardy. Gruyere. Gruyere is really good too. Yeah. Uh, there's just like not. I've never been like a super like cheese person. Like try a bunch of different stuff. I'm just like. I, love I grew cheese. up eating craft American slices. I mean, that's, even though people are like, that's not cheese, whatever, they're still fucking delicious. <laughs> Craft singles. Yeah. <laughs> they're so good. Oh, the, never mind. The best type of cheese is the packet of Velveeta cheese sauce. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love Velveeta shells. <laughs> oh, I haven't had so that. I saw someone posted the other day, like, a just somebody I know posted on Facebook, like, why is Velveeta so good, but, like, it's completely garbage as leftovers. Like, oh. it gets dry and hard. Yes, yes. It is not good as leftovers. That's why it sucked when I was, like, cooking, like, one packet of it for myself. And I'm like, well, I can only eat a little bit of this. 
but I don't want to eat it the next day because it's not as good. So I want to eat more of it today, but it's just like, what a conundrum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, I think, is this your third one? Or your? Yeah, this will be my, uh, I think, was that your last one and this is my last one? I wasn't even counting, honestly. I, yeah, let's see, yeah, I think, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Okay, you might. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question, and you might hate me for this answer. But what is something that is really popular now, but in five years everyone will look back on and be embarrassed by? I'm gonna say all the TikTok trends. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> They're funny now, but I, I just always wonder, like, if I feel like at every point in time, when you think something's funny and you look back on it in the future, you just don't think it's funny anymore for some reason. Well, I mean, there's stuff like vines, though. You know, like we look yeah, back and they're still funny. I'm gonna like, say the the cringy like. Now, I don't think these are funny, but just the cringy TikTok trends. I think people that people that most people think are funny now are not gonna be. Like the the savage dance is like I like that, and I like like some of the dances, but like all the other stuff, like the POV TikToks that a lot of YouTubers talk about, or like all that weird stuff. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that stuff is kind of like ages quickly or you get you see too much of it and you're like this is just not funny anymore mm -hmm. um, trying to think if there's anything like specific but like that's probably something related to tiktok <laughs> um, let's yeah. pick two more questions because these are kind of fun okay <laughs> <laughs> it could be a full episode now because we're 50 minutes <laughs> i know <laughs> okay how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant Oh my gosh, um, probably know. a lot. How do you, what's the most, like, what's the, like, most efficient way to kill an elephant? Because they're, how thick is their hide? Also, I, do chickens kill anyone? Like, are chickens murderous? I think chickens, what, can, like, I think chickens are, like, vegetarians. They're, like, they eat bugs, they eat maybe. Animals. But they do? if they had to, like, scratch and peck at something. It'd probably take a lot of chickens, but I bet there's like, I mean, what's the least? I feel like, like, yeah, I feel like roosters could kill people because roosters have like those sharp like things on their, yeah, on their feet. They have like literally like a sharp like, what is it called? Like, hold on, I have to know. Like, because whenever roosters are aggressive and they like chase after you, they'll like, they can like really hurt you. I've never been chased by roosters, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're called spurs. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. I mean, is 100 chickens enough? I don't know. Like, an elephant is really big compared to a chicken. Yeah, I think it would take maybe, I would say, like, 300. Yeah, like, three or 500 chickens. Mm-hmm. They could, I mean, I, I mean, I guess, really... You just have to like choke on one. Yeah, right. exactly. Or like oh, suffocated. Mm -hmm. So you like maybe five, four in the mouth, one to cover up the trunk. <laughs> uh, as efficient as possible, not wasting any chickens. <laughs> yeah. This is an interesting one. <laughs> Here's a funny one. I have to think about it, though, but what movie completely changes its plot when you change one letter in its title? And what's the new movie about? Oh, God. One letter? Yeah. I gotta think of lists of movies. <laughs> Whenever I have to remember, I literally can't remember a single movie. Scream? 
you change it to ream. That's just about paper. <laughs> That's funny. What other titles are there? Like short. I'm trying to think like short. Or like, what ones are there? Okay, I, I have one. The, the new movie, uh, Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Change it to blood shit, and it's about oh. someone with hemorrhoids. <laughs> blood shoe. <laughs> Just someone with blood in their shoe. It's about hemorrhoids. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other funny ones. I know, I feel like there's some that like have to be... Like, I should have been like... I, I've definitely like read a Reddit thread about this before. Oh, um, Harry Potter. You just change one of the R's to an I, and it's about a Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm looking at like my DVDs, trying to see. Like, I can't read them because it's dark in here. Man, also, let's talk about how we haven't been able to go to the movies in a long time. Oh, I'm like, ugh. there's so many. I feel like that we could have been seeing, mm-hmm. but we can't because we haven't been able to see um, Emma, and I really want to see Emma. I know. is going to come out soon. Or not Skyfall. And if you try to rent it off the, like, Fandango website or whatever, they're letting you, like, rent movies. It's, like, $20. 20 bucks. Sometimes that's more than, that's, like, that's bonkers. I mean, I get that it's, like, maybe because it's new and it's supposed to be in theaters. But that's more than your... Or to, like, not even get the theater experience. We That's, like, as much as we pay to see three movies a week. That's Yeah, exactly. You pay what I don't know. It's like twelve dollars or something now for like one movie ticket. So why mm-hmm. would it be twelve dollars and you're not getting any of the like theater benefits? Realistically, it should be twelve yeah. dollars. Like it's it's stupid. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if they're gonna like re almost like re-release stuff sort of. That I think so. Out. I think I think they're supposed to, or like they've like put stuff on hold. Yeah maybe like hold the premieres or something because no one can go see. I mean because there's a lot of stuff it's like yeah I want to see it in the theater even if you rent it online it's like you still kind of want to have the theater experience that's a big reason why we go see the movies mm-hmm. it's much better much like different it's been a long time since I've had movie theater popcorn or you've had your mozzarella sticks mozzarella sticks oh, mozzarella sticks <laughs> <laughs> oh. rip Okay. It's turned into it was half murder, half questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was that was a heavy one, so we had to end it on a good note. We had to lighten up a bit. Um, yeah, but I guess thank you guys for listening. I guess we haven't even thought about what we're going to talk about um, next, but. Well, I think whenever we did that poll on, we said either true crime or relationships. And so most people said true crime, but a lot of people still said relationships. So I think that could be maybe the next topic. Um, We could post another poll. We might post another poll for you guys since people seem to respond to that a little bit better than just telling them to tell us what we want to hear. But yeah, yeah, here is our true crime segment for those that want a true crime. And I'm sure we'll do more true crime Mm-hmm. stories in the future because like like we said before we're just into that yeah um but yeah we'll do a poll on our instagram probably um at little stitches official mm-hmm. asking like between probably like two more topics what you guys would rather hear and yeah. go from there yep all right guys stay safe wash your hands don't breathe on people don't leave your house um, and don't feed your husband to a tiger Unless he's like really bad. And then, what? <laughs>
feel free. Yeah, like, sure. Make sure they can't um, trace it back to you. Do do whatever. Take notes from Carol Baskin because she obviously got away with it. She got away with it. She knows <laughs> she has a you know bajillion dollars. That helps too. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, bye, all you cool cats and kittens. We'll see you later. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs>